Hello! Hello, Internet! Hello, Internet. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, we're, we're talking like superhero stuff before, yeah. so I'm going like, you know. Welcome to the d podcast. Next time on next The time Super on. Friends. <laughs> it's like, that. that's what I was going Tune for. in next week on the same derailed time and the same derailed channel. Same bad time, same, same bad, bad channel. channel. Uh, same Batman, I guess. Yeah, I actually used to watch those on Saturdays Dude, with my dad. Wait, like, are you talking about like the Adam West, like yeah. an action Batman? Yeah. Really? Yeah, believe it or not. Those were... I have never seen an episode. I've seen plenty of like snippets from it. So, <laughs> like they're getting attacked by a shark. Quick, shark repellent <laughs> spray! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it really was very cheesy. And then he's running down the pier, and he's got a bomb bigger than him. <laughs> just uh, throws uh. it off into the ocean. God, that's so funny. I can't believe the stuff that it's like. That was that Batman. That was Batman. Yeah, you know, that was the only Batman anybody knew until you know you get into the act like the Dark Knight. Like going from that. To I guess like what looks like the the newest Batman movie. Yeah, isn't you that know? crazy? That's crazy. Yeah, it's like not a joke anymore. Oh yeah, think about the Joker from the original show, comedic and punny. Yeah, and, and then now you're gonna get you get Joker like Joaquin Phoenix's yeah. Joker. It's like it's such a different. It's so that's yeah, such a man different character. Like insane mental illness. Absolutely insane. I love it. I love it. I love it because it just shows um, evolution through society. Yeah. Well, and at one point, the Adam West stuff was like the cream of the crop. Absolutely. Yeah, people were like, oh, Batman's that, I mean, that, that thing it's got so like cool. 10 seasons or something, right? Yeah, like, it got, it got like, a lot. Yeah, it got a lot. It was on air for a while. It was. <laughs> but now we have, the one show you were just telling me about, the Umbrella Academy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right. It's been a while since I've watched something like, uh, we'll just say a new show, because I've been watching, you know, movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stuff on, like, YouTube and then reruns and stuff. But then I'm like, ah, you know what? Why don't I watch one of the shows that's kind of everyone's talking about? Because um, the Academy Season 2 just came out. Yeah. So we get... So I'm like, ah, let's just start at Season 1 see what I think. And it was one of those shows that there's a lot about it I loved. A lot of the characters, a lot of the writing. The surprises were actually really good and how they did some stuff. The thing was, there was a lot of stuff I hated about the show. Yeah. It was like a love-hate. It was. There was a lot that I hated. Mostly, like, leaps in logic that were stupid. Yeah. Um, like, okay, I told you about, like, the guy. Like, I was just talking about the guy. There, His name is Number 5, which all the kids, they have numbers, by the way. Mm. Um, I'm trying not to tell you too much because I don't want to overwhelm it right now. Yeah. Um, because that, that, some it's of kind our of, listeners might listen uh, watch it. I yeah. won't. But I'm definitely not going to do any it. spoilers, but I'm going to talk about the show a little bit. So yeah. um, he's got some. Like, okay, so one of the things he has, one of the main plots of the show is number five can leap through. He can open tunnels through space and time, so he can warp and he could do like Nightcrawler. So there's a cool. scene that's really awesome that kind of introduces what his powers are capable of, and that's like um, when he's alone in like this diner. And all these armed gunmen come in there. And they are looking for him. And so what he does is, if you've ever seen X-Men 2, there's this really awesome scene. Have you ever seen X-Men 2? No, I haven't seen any of the okay. X-Men. It, number 2 has one of the best beginnings of any superhero movie. Because it's legitimately um, Nightcrawler assaulting the White House. And he takes out like 
like I'd say between 20 and 30 Secret Service agents really? just leaping from dudes. What does he do? He can warp. He oh, can just okay. blink if you're going to use like video yeah. game or D&D terms. He can blink. And so when he warps places, one thing that I really like is um, in the in the movie, they make it so when he disappears, he actually leaves like this like puff of smoke that kind of fades out. And so there's this scene that's all shot in slow motion. It's him like warping and puffing around like yeah. <laughs> And every time he lands, he's either kicking, punching, or stabbing somebody. I'm like, this is sick. And he's blue. He's got like this long tail that actually has like a point on it. I'm like, this is Can sick. This is so cool. He doesn't really do that in the in the movie, so we're not sure. That'd be but good. He does like use it to like strangle people, and he like he he warps with a guy. Like he wraps his tail around a dude's neck, warps up, and then swings with his momentum and hits a guy with his, with the guy that he had. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. And it ended so well. But like that's kind of how this, this diner scene was. It was a very micro version of it, but it was really well done. Yeah. So later on, you get these guys that are time cops. We'll just jump into that one it's not really yeah. a spoiler you kind of know because they they do a bad job of hiding it it's just like they're time cops they've got a time machine they're there to kill him okay cool they're time assassins awesome yeah and so they show up there and you in another thing that's kind of cool I'm is you find like, like they're that. what like uh, plenty time assassins I there's like I had bruce willis Loop, looper like yeah looper is one yeah for sure that one's good but it's not like people going back in time it's that you're in the past, and then they send you victims from the future to kill. Logic doesn't make sense, but we're just going with it. <laughs> we're not going to talk about that yeah. one. We're not talking yeah. about that one. Okay. Anyways, so you got these assassins. They're there, and um, they've got these dumb little masks that are cartoon characters. I'm sure it's from the comics, because this whole thing's based on comics. Yeah. And they are, when they're not wearing them, they're like these little rubber cartoon masks. But when they put them on, they turn into like metal helmets. That for some reason, they can still see perfectly well out of whatever. Comic book, comic book, logic, logic, out the window, who cares? Yeah. Either way, they have nothing else. No other, like, there's no, like, futuristic technology, no body armor. They have this little scanner that they're able to follow people that have trackers on them, but that's, like, still primitive and, frankly, stupid. But anyways, they have this scene in a department store where they're attacking number five. Yeah. And I'm going, like, all right, this is going to be cool because he's just going to waste them. You know, yeah. unless they have something like, you know, a secret technology. And, and instead, they just... And I guess at this point, too, it's already established that he doesn't mind killing people, I guess. In oh, daylight. not at all. Not at all. Uh, it, and it's like, oh, he just, he doesn't mind killing people at all. So he just murders the crap out of people. Like, in the diner, he killed people with mostly a butter knife and a pencil. And it's like, oh, cool. He just doesn't care. He's just, he's a heartless killer. Gotcha. Cool. And then you get to this scene where they're in a department store, completely alone, wide open spaces, in the dark, and these people are from the from the future, past, whatever, you know, time stream, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And they have, all they have is one person's got an MP40, the chick, she has an MP40, and the guy's got a pump-action shotgun. You're like, all right, cool. And um, I'm thinking this is going to be over really quick, unless, again, they have super secret techniques or technology. Yeah. They don't. He just, for whatever reason, forgets and he just spends the entire fight scene running away. And there's one time where he warps near the chick and has like a shovel and he cuts her arm and he runs away. And that's it. Now, if they would have explained that he was like, you know, he can only blink so many times or whatever per day. 
Yeah. He can only eat, like, he's he's drained, he's tired. Or he got sure, wounded. Yeah, or if it took, like, yeah. energy or he's hurt. That would have been one thing. Instead, he just didn't. And then he barely escapes with his life. And it's just, it's, it's stupid. I hated that scene. There's so many moments in this movie where his abilities would solve the problem, but they just don't because of plot, plot convenience. I mean, any kind of time travel immediately is just like broken. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Immediately broken. Now, on this, they actually do solve that what's happening is he is actually, he's not just warping through space and time. What he's doing is he's actually running calculations in order to move himself through time. And so he is actually has to do math before he can do it. That's what kind of leads to the first plot problem where he gets lost in time. And it's like, oh, wow, that sucks. And that's where, you know, time time cops should start showing up. But anyways, it's like, wow, okay. The, at least it's something. Yeah. At least there's something there. But as far as him warping around a room, there has been no limit to that that they've yeah. shown. Not one. And the, Now, here's how I would fix it. How I would have fixed it was, okay, so you've got, now, oh, 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 before I do that, you've also got these two same time cops, they go to look for number five in the Umbrella Academy, and they go toe-to-toe with each of the other students as adults, and they win every fight, and they just, like, survive, and they get out, and all the, the students, they survive, it's like, it was a kind of pointless, they were like, it was, it was supposed to be like this, look at how we're showing off our powers and these people, or whatever. They don't have superpowers. They don't have technology at all. They're just wearing suits and they have old school guns and those helmets that are weird. Yeah. And they're time machine, but that doesn't really help them in a fight. And it's like, all right, cool. Why, though? Why do they do this? Like, um, the guy, the guy, time assassin, he is a fat, middle-aged white guy and his superpower is obesity. <laughs> I'm fat! That's it. That's, that's his whole thing. And he goes against, so you've got the, one of the kids, his superpower is super strength. But super he, strength means nothing yeah. to obesity. Yes. Diabetes can so, kill even the strongest of men. As an adult, we're led to believe something happened, and now he is four times the size of a normal human. Zach is standing as though he's super He is cool. Hulk now. He never does one thing in the entire show that shows him being strong. Not one. It's just like average strength, sure. Otherwise, him just being big is slightly inconvenient and that's really all that matters. And it's like, all right, whatever, whatever, stupid. So he gets into a fist fight with the fat guy (laughs) and the fat guy wins a fist fight with Mr. Super Strength. Does he actually get punched by him? Yes! He gets punched and he falls down. He doesn't do anything else. He wins. Fat Man wins by catching super strength behind the back and suplexing him into the ground. And knocks him out! I'm like, this is the stupidest fight I've ever seen. I'm yeah. the whole time. Like, when the fight finished, I turned off the show. I'm like, I can't watch anymore. Eventually, I did go back. Yeah. But it was, like, midway through the season. I'm like, this has completely ruined, like, my whole impression of the show. Because it just shows that plot convenience over, like, reigns over logic and everything. It's, like, so stupid. Yeah. Now, let me tell you how I'd fix it. Okay? Thanks. I spent that much time. Talking about the problems, like some, some of the problems. I ain't even gonna address some of the other characters. Oh, here, all right, I'll just take one guy. His ability is he, 
like, okay, all we see is him. He throws knives and he can change their directions. Like, oh, that's kind of crazy. I wonder if it's because they're like made of a special metal. No, later on they say it's literally, he can control anything he throws, but he usually uses knives. That's literally what his description is. Huh. I'm like, that is so broken. That's really cool. Candy wrapper, you're dead. Um, piece of string, you're dead. Toothpick, you're dead. I just moved air. I threw it at you. You're dead. There's so much stuff you can do. Yeah. Just things I throw are like there's so many ways. You know what he does in this night in this fight? Huh. Loses two times. He just gets his butt handed to him twice. So the first time is every scene we see, he has these bandoliers of knives everywhere legs back shoulders chest stomach he's got them hidden in his boots knives everywhere and obviously you would if you're throwing knives you can change their direction yeah. now do they can he increase or decrease their momentum uh, no they never really show that every time he so, throws a knife and controls it the camera follows it so we just assume it just goes the way that he wants it to okay so it's like yeah. he still has to throw it hard enough i to guess deal impact it doesn't matter because during this fight, he throws two knives, it bounces off their helmets, and then he has no more knives. The next shot, all the bandoliers are completely empty. Weren't they had a shot prior? Yes. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. It's what, one of the serious? biggest leaps of logic. Yeah, you're in the previous scene, you're sitting there, he's got, like, he's playing with the knives, like, oh, he's just, like, throwing them into the table and stuff, he's just doing whatever. The next scene, he's only got the two, draws them out, throws them, doesn't work, well, I guess that's it. And then he's running away for the rest of the scene. It's the stupidest thing. Throw like, there are so many times. Yeah, throw a book directed into their chin. Like, again, they have no their armor. Crotch. Why not make it bust their kneecaps? Yeah. Or throw it under their foot mid-step so they trip or something. No, he just, oh, I'm out. So that way I guess you could show off the other superpowers. Well, that's kind of Anyways. Funny. I feel like any of the superpowers could have probably killed these people. Oh my god. There's the girl that can control people's brains. Oh my god. It's easy. All she has to do, she has to say like a trigger phrase, but if, if she just, they don't, they obviously don't know that. That's very impressionistic that we find out that they had no insight going into this. Because you're supposed to, I guess, feel something for the bad guys to kind of humanize them, but either way, it doesn't work because I didn't like it. Now, here's how I would handle it. If I was going to do this, this setup, I would have made it so these time cops show up. So you've got the Umbrella Academy, and what they've done is they've gotten lazy because, well, they're super-powered, and no one else is, so life's easy. So they're doing their thing, and then these assassins show up, and they're looking for number five. Now, when they get there, because the first time he runs into them is in that department store. Yeah. Okay? What they should have done is they should have established that these time cops showed up, and they were ready. That's how they should have done it. So when they fight in the department store, you should have seen him warp at them, trying to kill them. And you see him like all of a sudden materialize outside of like this bubble that's around them. So you see him like him bounce off something like and he falls down. He's like, what was that? Why can't you know, he couldn't get close yeah, to him. They so like they get like a free shot and he jumps away. Turns out they've got like this thing because they're time cops and he uses space and time that maybe they've got like this medallion or something or a chest piece that puts out like a field that normalizes space so he can't warp through it. Yeah. Then you see him vulnerable. Like maybe now he has to resort to throwing stuff or laying traps because other things can get through. He just can't warp onto them to kill them. Yeah. Then... You can see another scene where as they're going into the Umbrella Academy, they know who's there. 
So maybe fat guy has an exoskeleton on, like, you know, something under his suit. You can have the big guy grab onto his wrist and like you see him like bend it back like he out outstrengths him. He's like, what? So then he punches him away, but he's still got part of his sleeve. So he rips, rips it, it off and you seat. see this, this, all this metallic stuff all over and going over the knuckles of his fingers and stuff. And he like makes metallic noises. Maybe he crushes like a marble bust of somebody. And you know, oh my God, he's ready to go toe to toe with the strong guy. Yeah. Maybe they got things in their ears. So when the one girl tries to control them with her trigger phase, it doesn't go into them like, or whatever it is and blocks it. Or when the one guy's throwing knives, they're wearing chain mail. So the knives just hit and they bounce off. Yeah. They could have made it so they were prepared. It would have been a scarier enemy. Yes. And so what would have happened is they would have realized that they couldn't beat them individually. Because up until that point, all the Umbrella Academy people, they have a problem because they all are doing things on on their own. Mm -hmm. And maybe the only way they were able to get them out of the Academy was instead of comically winning the fight, which is what it was. I mean, Diego eventually gets a... A, like a sewing needle and throws it into the girl's butt. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And then she hobbles away. And that's that's how she that's why she lost was because she got she got stabbed in the butt and she walks away. Huh. Yeah. And then it's like as like uh, but anyways they should have made it so they had to band together to be strong enough to beat them because there's only two of them. Yeah. Right. That would have worked. But instead they made it comedic and it was dumb. And that's one of the problems I have with the show. Like, the characters are written really well. Like, good dialogue. I'd say a lot of really good plot points. The surprises are good. And a lot of the um, events that happen are really well done. Because it's all about saving the world from this inevitable uh, future and stuff. And that's what the yeah. time cops are here for. And it's confusing and stuff. Because for whatever reason, they do the time travel thing. Yeah. And it just, there's so many times where their superpowers would have broken the, the, the rule or would have broken it based on how they set up each scene. But if they would have just tweaked how the scene was set up, they could have made it so the scene worked against their abilities. You know? But they kept messing it up. Yeah. Because I like the show. I have an overall positive opinion of it. But there's so many things that when I look back on, I just, I actually hate. You know? Like, if you were going to say you've got, um, like, because you don't watch too much when it comes to no. superhero stuff. Well, I don't really watch a whole lot of TV in general. Yeah. But if you were going to say, like, one superhero show or movie that you've ever seen that you just could pick apart based off of logic, like, the most, I guess, what would you say? Um, hmm. <laughs> Because I'm trying to think of like the last time you saw a movie. There have not been many. Because you've seen the you've movies. seen the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. Have you seen any Superman movie ever? Yeah. Do you know which one? No. <laughs> <laughs> so are are these the old yes. ones or yes. new ones? No. Are these the old ones or the new ones? Of the Superman? Yeah. All right. And if you're asking which one of the I old ones, know. the 1980s. <laughs> I think I saw the Man of Steel one. Okay. It, it ends with him in like the cornfield, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, there was, um, yeah, Man of Steel was Henry Cavill, or Cavill. Cavill. Everyone. The uh, Witcher. Yeah. <laughs> uh, as far as like pick apart. Yeah. With logic. I mean, Batman really wouldn't be that difficult to pick apart with logic. But no, let's be honest. Like, yeah. oh my god, I watched a video where somebody like they're sitting there going like, "Was the Dark Knight like the Dark Knight?" 
yeah. was that as good as everyone remembers? And it is still a magnificent film. But they went through and they did. They picked apart all the logic problems in there. And I'm like, you're right. There's a lot of issues. Yeah. Like one of them was like, remember the guy who had the phone in like the phone bomb in his stomach yeah. in the prison? How would the Joker have known that when he got arrested, he would be anywhere near that guy? Or that he wouldn't be sent to lockup, or that he wouldn't still be interrogation. How come that guy got sent to that exact pen when they didn't even see him get arrested? Why wouldn't he have gotten sent to county or something like yeah. that? And it's like there were there were little little things like that. But as far as the overall story, I loved it. But I don't know what's a what's a movie that you could just you're just sitting there watching and you're just like shaking your head at just like this is that at least that part was stupid. You know, man, I really can't seem to think of any. <laughs> Like, I I don't really think like when I'm I'm probably the, <laughs> the preferred audience for most the, movies if they can get me. Well, no, I, that, you're not the preferred audience for that exact reason. Well, they won't return customers. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying is like I'm the dumb one. I'm the one <laughs> that they could throw crap at, and they'll be like, "Huh, that was flashy. That was cool. I liked it." Like <laughs> for the most part. Like, like, we've watched movies where you've been like, ah, you know, this, yeah. is, this is bad. And I'm like, well, I thought it was pretty good. Well, yeah, but it's like, the I do, more, I, I think remember. it is because the most, the more that I've watched stuff. Yeah. And yeah. plus, this is kind of something I want to do. <laughs> you try to yeah. recreate something you kind of like. Like, I can watch a stuff. bad movie and think it's really good mm-hmm. because I don't really know what to look for. And I'm not trying to look for it. And yeah. I don't really, like, really care as much. Whereas you, you watch a bad movie and you're like, this is bad. Yeah. And there's well, probably been movies that you well, haven't even finished because they're bad. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I've never I've not definitely fini- started a movie yeah. and not finished I've never it. not finished the movie. Yeah. Like, if I started, I finish it. Yeah. Because it's like, I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, that. that's a well, thing. Like, I think that's the ultimate defen- defense there. Like, take Star Wars. I, I haven't really seen any of them. Yeah. But I'm sure if I were to watch, you know, eight, what is it, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Yeah, think, yeah. Didn't I see seven? You showed me seven, right? I think yeah, you've seen That's seven. Force Awakens. Because we, I think we watched it really here good. at the church. I yeah. liked it. Yeah. And like, if I were to watch eight and nine, I'd probably be like, "Oh, that's super cool! Like, <laughs> it all makes sense. Everything's coherent. Like, I get it. Like, this is great." You wouldn't like it for that reason, then, because it's not coherent. Because well, what whether or not you yeah. like eight, number nine pretends eight didn't happen, yeah. so it loses what all I, the momentum. All, all I mean is, like, I would probably not even really realize and yeah, just yeah, enjoy yeah. the movie. Well, that's another thing, like, because um, there were fans that hated 7, and the reason they hated 7 was because it was basically Star Wars 4 redone. But you'd never seen Star Wars 4, so it was, Star Wars it was a brand new movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, so it's like, it, that. That you're, you're right, you're right on that regard. You're right, because you don't have, it's not that you're dumb, it's that you're ignorant because you don't know yeah, what the what like, has been done before. Yeah. Like, it, uh, the Marvels, it, like the MCU, okay? Yeah, there Which are. I haven't seen like any of those. Yeah, like there are, there are, there are weaker entries on it. Like Iron Man Two is weaker than Iron Man One. It's not a bad movie. It's yeah. weaker. Thor Two is weaker than Thor One. Captain America Two is better than Captain America One, which is surprising. Yeah, but it's like they do things where it's like just random movies are just I surprisingly seen, I weaker or Captain, stronger. I saw Captain America. Yeah, and. You know, a lot of people really, really like Captain America. Mm-hmm. I I thought he was cool, but I actually, like, I didn't really care so much for him, to be yeah. honest. I didn't like that he <coughs> was just so, kind of without flaws. Yeah. That, that always bothered me. 
like he had struggles, but he didn't really have flaws. Yeah. If that makes sense. And so it's like that was the one thing that I guess I could pick apart. That and then I also didn't really like that all the German soldiers just sucked at aim. Yeah. Like it's like it's it a got, bullet. It got way too it got it got way too stormtrooper there in that movie. It, yeah, like, I was like, okay. I mean, bullets I guess don't live that fast, huh? Yeah, they, like, they not as do, fast as I can uh, pick up my arm to block over my shield. Yep, he's got that. He got, he's got that reflex. You know, super soldier serum. Yeah. Well, it's like uh, Captain the America. They, they, they develop so him like, much better as it goes along. But you're right. In the first one, well, he's I saw, got the super. I saw Man the first. Not, I saw the first um, Avengers, and I yeah. really liked him in there. Yeah. I thought he was a lot better. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's another that's another interesting thing because like. Um, was it Robert Downey Jr. who played Iron Man? He was. Yeah technically the star of it but captain america was the leader of the avengers yeah it's it usually whoever the star is they're the leader and Mm -hmm. it's it's cool seeing the ability to you know have different roles be in charge or be the star yeah you know what i mean that's something that's something i did like about how they did all the avengers if you were to so this is something i asked you before and we were talking about before we started recording if you were to make your own superhero series, how would you make it? Oh, okay. Like, yeah. I know how I would make it. Okay. You're, I'm curious to see if you would make it the same. Well, I mean, ultimately... You probably already know how I would make it, too. I, I'm not actually sure. Like, well, okay, when, when it comes to any movie, one thing you need to do is you need to have the entertainment. Like, for yeah. me, doing the, the entertaining part will be, of course, like, the action in it. I feel it like... It depends on how the superhero is, I but... feel like if you were to make it... I'm going to, yeah. like, guess yours okay, quickly. Okay, all right. What do you got? I feel like you would make it really, <coughs> like, robust with, like, not action, but robust with just scale. Like, it would just be huge scale. <laughs> would love to do scale. And I feel like you would also keep it really grounded. Mm-hmm. Like, you would have a very, like, huge scale. So, like, massive scenes, <laughs> just just massive stuff happening, like... Yeah, like yeah, plane yeah. scenes where there's a guy like climbing on top of an airplane and brings it down into like mm-hmm. uh, you know into a battlefield full of the bad guys. This is like these huge things, but at the same time, I feel like you'd keep it really grounded, where you would not like it would be very precise in what the goal and objective is, and I mm. don't think that you would introduce a lot of other storylines. Yeah, you, you gotta just, keep it really direct. You would keep it like everything would come right back to. <clears throat> whatever your main goal and objective would be. And so because of that, I don't think you would do superpowers that mm. were too wide. I think your superpowers, like your superheroes, would only have powers that are very niche. So like, <laughs> yeah. you would probably have like a guy with super strength and that is it. And like, he doesn't have anything else. Yeah. And then like, you'd have a guy that's like super fast. That's it. Like, he's not super strong. So if he like runs into something, it hurts. Yeah. And like, I don't think you would do time travel either. I would I, I I would avoid time travel. Yeah, I don't think you would do time travel. Time travel inherently is and flawed. If I had to guess, I don't think you would do teleportation. And if you did, it would probably be a blink and not. And it would be limited. Very yeah. Limited. And that's and that's the well, final thing that I feel like you would do with yours is you would add a lot of restrictions. Mm-hmm. You would just base because in case you guys don't know, Zach's like he, he's a really good writer and he's hey, written like I try like written full feature length film and things like that and so like when i read like his scripts that he's writ- wrote writ- wrote 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 uh, <laughs> <laughs> written or wrote i, think I don't even know pretty much uh yeah but like when i read the script that he wrote 
There you go. That's what it was like. It was huge in scale, but everybody had <clears throat> a, a reasonable flaw and a way to overcome it, mm-hmm. and everybody had their niche. Like, no one character was too strong. I mean, technically there was one character that was too strong, but... Yeah, but that was kind of the... Per- it, that was the, the literal goal of it. It wasn't because that character... <laughs> Like that was that was part of the story. It was plot too strong, and it made right. sense. But other than that, okay. like everybody had like restrictions and weaknesses, and and that was clearly defined and shown. Mm-hmm. Now, how would you make it? <laughs> you can spotlight take, take everything I just said and throw it away. <laughs> just make something. Well, different. well, okay, okay, okay. Well, and now I want you to guess how I would make mine, and I'll tell you how I would make it. All right. Well, whenever you try to do something that's like superhero, one thing that yeah. always gets in the way is there's two ways to really approach something that's a superhero movie. As far as, like, I guess the world building, world building is incredibly, incredibly important. <clears throat> you can either do one of two things. Now, one is, I guess, um, I, I, I guess we'll, we'll go on slightly different really quick. Mm-hmm. All right, so if you've got a story that's about a singular superhero, it's about the world evolving with him. Or her, whatever. Yeah. It's evolving with the person. And then you've got the other idea, which is like the superhero thing where suddenly there's a bunch of superheroes. And so the entire world would be very different. Like Umbrella Academy, they do stuff where it's like there's multiple superheroes. And so it's just kind of like, okay, cool. Things have like, there are certain things that are different now because the world has been affected differently. So it's like when they did that with like X-Men, they had to to invent laws that had to come out because there's mutants that are just spontaneously coming about. So they've got... <clears throat> political figures, entire groups of interest, good guys, bad guys, cops, uh, organizations that are about policing and registering mutants and all that good stuff because yeah. they had to think about how the mutants really work. So when it comes down to is what type of superhero are you making and then how does that affect the world and you've got to base world building off of it. So there's really two ways to kind of do a world of superheroes and one is the difficult way which is an entirely new timeline. Yeah. So this is where your world building maxes out. This is like Lord of the Rings, Tolkien type of world building where he invents invents entire cultures, languages, and world events as well as an entire history based off of the type of world he wants. Okay? Like if there have always been mutants, you darn well bet that that's affected how time has yeah. gone on, right? You're going to have different types of, of people. And it's like the other way, and I think the weaker way, is we're a secret society that only so many people know about. And we've always hidden our actions. I feel like that's the weakest way to possibly do it. Yeah. Because what you're doing is the, the story then becomes this microcosm. Now, you can make it work, like Hellboy made it work, because the entire, like, part of the uh, climax of the story was about secrecy. How do you keep it hidden? What about people that have these sightings of Hellboy? You know, things like that. And eventually, of course, it does get out, and then it becomes, how does the world now treat you, that they know you exist, mm. and this world of supernatural is real? And it's like, that's a way to do it. But it's that's when you make sure that it's all focused on character. There's also another... Uh, uh, um, issue which is the superman complex yeah and i talked to you about this a little bit Mm -hmm. so if you've got a character that's all powerful the tension's gone when it comes to the fighting like one thing that was and i'm I'm gonna rehash what i told you about wonder woman a little bit yeah (laughs) um wonder woman did an amazing job with this complex because 
she had this undying faith in humanity. That humanity is inherently always good. And it is Ares, the god of war, that's causing this, uh, causing the war, causing death, bad causing happen. all the bad things to happen. Exactly. And so throughout the story, every time something bad happened, she goes in there and is like, don't worry, and helps them up. Because it's like, when I kill Ares, you won't have to worry about this anymore. Don't worry. Everyone, it's fine. When I kill Ares, it's going to be fine. And then towards the end of the story, you actually get this moment where she... Um, fights and kills a German officer and he's super charged up because of like this experimental treatment. It doesn't matter. It's meant to be a red herring where she's, he's able to kind of go toe to toe with her for like two seconds before she kills him. And so she's like, ah, I did it. I killed Ares. And then you look around and war is still going on. Yeah. Now there is this big CG battle with the real Ares that does show up. And I think that was slapped on at the end because of a producer that demanded there be a big stupid fight at the end of this movie just to be like, it's a big budget Hollywood movie. Let's do a big CG monster fight. Yay! Yay. And it ruined the momentum of the film because nothing was gearing you up towards that. Everything was gearing you up for this moment where she killed the German officer and she realized that he was not responsible for evil. And then you get Chris Pine, who, have the whole, who, have, who throughout the whole story has been saying, well, people aren't always good. And she's like, you're wrong. You'll see when I kill Ares. You're wrong. You'll see. You'll see. You'll see. And then when, he do, when she does kill her, quote, Ares, and war still going on, suddenly she has lost all hope in humanity. And it's Chris Pine's view where he's like, listen, people can be bad, but there are good people out there. And it's the good people's job to prevent, prevent the bad people from winning. That's what you do. That's what a hero does. And that was the thing that eventually led to his sacrifice. All those story beats hit so well. It wasn't about her ever being in danger of losing the fight or mm -hmm. getting injured. She never gets injured, yeah. ever. It, is a, it was about an internal conflict, and that what, that's what made her vulnerable. The thing that makes somebody compelling as a protagonist especially when they are a superhero is weakness watching them overcome a weakness that's why that's how you get it so obviously i would say hey i would make my superhero movie good but it all comes down to what is the superhero that i'm doing it on what how kind you, of superpowers yeah, would you have power? in your series well again if i'm doing a show like, yeah yeah it's a it series would, not a movie i'm just gonna go on the Un umbrella academy situation where it's like all right we've got a bunch of people with superpowers, like an X-Men thing where, you know, random are, they're all over the place yeah. kind of deal. Because I feel like you could really get have some fun with the world building, you know? Because uh, one thing I would love to do is I would like to take ideas of superpowers and make them much more plausible. So, okay, someone's got like a Wolverine-style healing factor. Get shot, it grows back like immediately. Yeah. You lose a hand and it starts growing back. The trade-off is... This person's metabolism is like 10 times as strong as a normal person. So they have to be constantly eating. Yeah. They have zero body fat. And it's like they have to be constantly ingesting like huge amounts of fats and proteins because their body is just shredding stuff, shredding through all of these uh, calories and all this energy. And so they're constantly going to the bathroom. You'd have to find ways around that. But it's like you would have to limit these characters based off that. Oh, someone's got the ability to, um, I don't know, freeze things. Well, what if they aren't immune to their own freezing power? And they can get... Like, yeah. 
like frostbite. Yeah. So what you have to do is you have to make it so, oh, the character can make the world around them cold, but they have to wear a suit that insulates them and makes them warm so they don't, they don't die of their own yeah. frost. That kind of stuff. And you'd have to be very uh, limited on it. Like if someone was moving really fast, how would that actually affect the world? Like one thing that would happen is like, okay, you've seen like a car, depending on its speed, when it hits a puddle, the water goes flying, right? Yeah. So imagine someone's running on the water and they cause a tidal wave. Yeah. Well, yeah. also it's like when you're sitting in the left lane, the turn left on the highway yeah. and all the cars are going past you. Yeah. Like you feel that wind. Yeah, you feel that. Yeah, because it's moving imagine air. Imagine you're going 900 miles an hour. Well, the other thing is what does that do to your body? Because yeah, you're, you're, hitting, you're hitting the air that isn't moving as fast as you, as fast as you're going. You know, like cars, you can actually get wind strong enough to strip paint off of stuff. Yeah. So it's like, what would that do to a human body? You'd have to wear a full body, like friction reducing suit. Otherwise, you generate so much heat that uh, you would just probably burst into flames or cauterize your skin. Yeah. You know, from like your legs rubbing against each other. You'd have someone running like a lunatic, you know, with their <laughs> legs way out there. Because if they're running really close and you're like your arm is rubbing against your side, that'll catch fire. Yeah. You know, so would you would you put in those kind of weaknesses? Oh, 100%. Uh, I feel like I'd have to, but I would try to take superhero powers and I'd try to limit them. I would try to make it so it's like, it's much more plausible. But here's the downside of that. And so you have to find ways of overcoming it. Yeah. You know, like what if somebody can control fire, but the first time they control fire, they literally explode and they die. Yeah. <laughs> they just bomb a, a building for no reason. Like a baby literally being born. <laughs> Huge explosion. That would, that's dark. Right? Yeah. But I think that would ground a lot of what the story's setting up after that point. True. You know what I mean? True. How do you and think I would make one? I think a you series, would not a you would try to make it honestly probably about as fun as humanly possible. Is what How's I would that? think. Well, I mean, um uh, like I've seen how you do uh because you would try to pick complementary superpowers or um either parallel or I guess what what's the um, perpendicular perpendicular yeah i guess or opposing if you yeah will. yeah you'd try to pick powers either with someone's personality or completely against their personality so someone that is you know a super zen person <laughs> they could turn into hulk <laughs> yeah. you know or you'd make somebody that has um an aptitude for being intelligent and they would have i don't know some type of you know controlling light you know something they can manipulate really well so it's something that works either completely with or completely against them. So you'd turn it into, you know, based on their, based around their personalities. For me, I'd try to, I'd try to have their personalities be like normal, I guess, normal people. And then they, it gets shaped by their power. Yeah. But you would directly start off with who they are, what their power is. Do they work? <laughs> Do they work? Does it blend? Match.com. <laughs> either the exit, like either it works or it absolutely doesn't. And so, like, a lot of uh, the plot that you would run into, that you would develop, I feel, would come around to um, them either using their power correctly or incorrectly to suit their personality mm. and who they are. You know, I feel like that would that would be how you would do it. That's pretty close. I mean, I would definitely, <laughs> I would focus more on, like, the mental side. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, like yeah. so that's why I say like you're pretty close. Like I would focus definitely more on the mental and personality side <laughs> than the ability side. Yeah. Um also I would not have like I would have more than one superhero. Mm -hmm. But it would be very few and they would be known in so the world. So you do like a Justice League thing. Kinda, yeah. 
Um, but I wouldn't have any superpowers that are over the top. Okay, so you'd limit stuff. Oh, it would be like the <laughs> I, superpowers. I have power over, over paper. <laughs> yeah. Well, like all of the, the superpowers would be things that um, you could almost argue is genetics. So okay. To speak. Okay. So like. So that way it's not, it's not, it's nothing crazy yeah. like, you like know, the super that, strength would be, hey, I can lift an extra hundred pounds yeah, instead of like I can su- throw yeah. a car at someone. Super strength would be like, it, you're just basically the strongest person in the world, but you're not necessarily the strongest person in the world by a mile. Yeah, I, I would find a way of limiting the, pa- um, the powers based on the drawbacks. So it's like super strength, you know, yeah. you're super strong, but your skeleton's not. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like someone could, it's like you, you start bench pressing after a while, your biceps like are fine, but like yeah. your, your bone would break. And it's, <laughs> yeah. but I would also <laughs> have whatever really creative be. superpowers. Yeah. I, I, like there would probably be a super strength just cause you just kind of always have to have it. Yeah. But like there would be other superpowers that are just, you know, like the ones that I wrote for our D and D campaign, where they're not that strong, but at the same time, with the right personality or the right like well, person, yeah. it can be pretty. Well, that's like the thing that I was thinking of because you were disappointed with some of the powers we got because, like, okay, for me, I was making an anti rogue. Yeah. Right. And, you and I happen to get the, the best rogue power humanly possible. So it kind of shoots my plan for my character in the foot and shoots, you know, the opportunity for the power to work with the, you know. Yeah. In the foot as well, because it's just like, oh, this is actually incredibly convenient. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, I would have paper, or um, now you have me thinking about paper powers. <laughs> I would have powers in there. In the form of origami swan. <laughs> like, I would have powers in there that were more influenced than necessarily power. So, like, yeah. the power of charisma. Like, okay. this superhero is just, people adore him. That's like literally his powers. He's just. He has Incredible. Un- na- like has My power is likability. Yeah. yeah, it's like an unnatural likability, things like that. And then <laughs> it goes into politics. Yeah, hundred percent. What I would do too, <laughs> to contrast it is occasionally there yeah. would be someone that just had an over the top superpower. Yeah, and it would be a big problem. Yeah, it would have to be like for a super both villain at that point. Like even I if think. it's, it would be a problem for the guy that has it and everyone mm-hmm. else that doesn't have it. Like it would just be a problem overall yeah and at that point it comes down to after you figured out like maybe you've got really good ideas for characters really good ideas for powers then it's like okay now what's the story you know like umbrella academy it is so they were super powered kids and then as they grew up they grew apart and they they like they just they rebelled and they they took off and it just what's their life like now the world hasn't really changed it's just they've grown up and been you know gone through what they've gone through and it's like you get like the x-men where as they grow up as x-men you see them like traumatized by yeah. the crap that they've you know been through and stuff and it's like you got to figure out what the thing is is it a brand new world like did powers just show up yeah. or is this something that's been going on for a long time has the world always known about superpowers or again is this just rearing its head now mm-hmm. are they debating on saving the world or is this just another generic boss fight what is the what's the main yeah. purpose of why are we starting the story right now if i could choose i would do it to where it's the same world that we live in now because yeah. the superpowers are really like muted they're yeah, not yeah, as yeah. accentuated i would have it same world and they developed over time through whatever means, like you can just say, oh, it's through the hormones in the beef. <laughs> but like, it would develop climate over change, time. and I and I would I would set the story, like maybe thirty years after um, the superpowers became 
mm. known about. Yeah. So it's like they're common enough that people aren't surprised, mm-hmm. but it's not so common that everybody has superpowers. Yeah. And so it would probably, the story would be mostly observing the tensions created between people that have unfair advantages. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. it would really, really hit home well, the yeah. idea of life being fair, air yeah. quotes, or unfair. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've been playing around with a, uh, what I thought of being a unique superhero concept, which yeah. was like, what if you really could achieve superpowers just through dedication to something, just yeah. by wanting it more. And so, I want it. At that point, <laughs> it becomes less about achieving like, oh, I am Wolverine now, and it more is. You achieve a concept, yeah. Because your superpower becomes a goal. I am the most charismatic of, person in the world. Yeah, but like, um, you know, somebody wanting a concept of um, I want more control. Yeah. What would that do? I want to have more understanding instead of more knowledge. What about I want to feel more or feel less? What would these concepts do? Someone, and, and then the thing is, you can get someone that accidentally. Gets a superpower. Someone get, yeah. becomes invisible, or they're not invisible. What if they're just unnoticeable? Yeah, you like know? that's the kind of superpower I have. It's like unnoticeable, yeah. not invisible, but unnoticeable. So it's like you have someone else that's got a superpower that's about perception, and maybe at that point they can, you know, see them. It's like you're not supposed to see me. Yeah. <laughs> I've been alone for so long. But it's like you know, it brings up n- interesting ideas when the aspect of the power is approached differently. Because there's always the whole, the Earth got struck by a meteor and now people are getting irradiated and some are getting powers. It's like, that's kind of cliche because, of course, most powers that are just spawned in, you can, you know, that it's random at that point. Like, oh, there was a movie on Netflix. It's like called Power. I think it's literally just called Power. But it's basically, you take a a pill... And it unlocks something. They don't explain it very well at all. They explain in the beginning, you take a pill and you get a power. That's what it is. And I'm going like, oh, okay, so if I take like five pills, am I getting like five powers? That's kind of crazy. No. Later on, you kind of learn, you're led to believe, and something they didn't explain very well, again, at all, is no. The pill unlocks something in you that is a power that only you have. And you can only get through this pill. So, like, one guy, he gets a power of fire. And so his firepower is, like, you know, he touches something and it gets incredible heat. Well, he takes, like, three more pills and now the flesh is burning off of him. He's setting everything on fire, but he just wants to kill this guy. It's a pretty cool scene. Yeah. And so what happens is the more pills you take, the more power you get, but it's all, it just amplifies the one you got. And yeah. so, again, it, it comes down to what, where's the power coming from? Because you can just kind of make up powers. But that's why I like the idea of, you know, working towards it because then it's like achieving a goal. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you, it's, it reveals more about someone's personal ambition than it does anything else. Like it's if you see somebody. The character. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, the thing is, if you get, see someone with a power, it tells you something about them. Not just, oh, hey, I won the superpower lottery. No, it means they worked for it. Yeah. So you get this character who's like incredibly smart. It tells you they value intelligence above all else. You get someone that shows up and they look like an abomination. It's like, what did you try to get? What did you do? You right. know, it's like, what, what was your ambition to look ugly? Was your ambition to be, you know, 
strange or was it to become something? Like what what is it? And it's like it would it would add so much more depth to the character. That's why I've been playing with it so much for like probably five years now. And I've got some ideas, you know, like unnoticeable. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. I love that one. My favorite uh, power that I've ever thought of is the above average one. Yeah, slightly above average in everything. <laughs> yeah, slightly above average in everything, but never the best. Yeah, I love that. I, love I that just one. really like that. Like that would definitely be. Involved. Well, that's that. Honestly, is the power of jack of all trades. Yeah. At that point, it would just be like this guy is just really good, but not the best. Yeah. Second place. But what if and like that's another one? What if your con- conceptual superpower is better? Yeah. So you're just better. Better. And you're better than most. No, what if you're just, just better than anyone else you run across? Like, so True. someone comes around, their superpower is speed. You're suddenly stronger or faster. And that could cause problems because what if you did suddenly become better than everybody else you made contact with? But only as long as you made contact with them. Yeah. It's like, that could be potentially dangerous. You get surrounded by a bunch of sewer people and you just explode from all the better you are now. <laughs> I'm too good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I can see that being a problem. But anyways, we will go ahead and we're gonna wrap it up here. Yeah, we're gonna park this train. Dude, uh, I freaking love talking concepts. I'm a, I'm a three it's point great. turn this train right here. Yeah. Pop that in reverse. Beep beep. Choo choo. Did you just say you put a train in reverse? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna parallel park this multi cart train. <laughs> I said a three point turn it. Oh my god. Anyways, guys, check out our Facebook page. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Eventually, we'll do a YouTube thing. Yeah. We do actually really want to do that. We just yeah. need. We, what we want to do is we want to set up kind of a backdrop, but okay. we're waiting on that one. We're working on stuff here at the church, and if it goes well, we'll be able to use that as the backdrop. True. But anyways, so well, that. thanks. Yeah. Join us next time. Until next time, the Derailed Podcast. <laughs>